Welcome, everybody, to the Tea with Miss McGill show. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Uh, you know, Happy New Year. We, you know, it's the, the time to, of giving and uh, to be appreciative. And we're appreciative of all of you, especially those of you that have subscribed this year. Uh, those of you that have given us a like, as a matter of fact, if you take your index finger right now where you're consuming this and hit the thumbs up button if you're on YouTube, hit the like button if you're on Facebook. I don't know what it's like on Spotify because I don't have Spotify, but uh, if you could subscribe and like right now, we'd really appreciate that. Again, uh, you know, we appreciate all of you. We couldn't, couldn't do this without you. You know, like I said, especially those that have, have subscribed and liked, uh, those of you that have sent messages, emails, we appreciate that. Keep the communication coming. Uh, we like that. Uh, we're in the heart of the season here, so we love coming here every week talking about high school hockey. And like I said, we couldn't do it without you. Um, so this is really great. Um, I am Puka, star of the show, Reed Larson, and same to you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Uh, here it is. Well, best best time of year, and uh, you know, there's two things to look forward to. We get to look forward to uh, the holiday season coming up here in a week, uh, or a few days, I should say, and more and more hockey. Yeah, yeah, more and more hockey. We'll we'll come come back from the holidays here, and we'll roll into, I guess, kind of the dog days. But uh, you know what happens after the dog days? Well, shortest day of the year here now, right? So the days start getting longer as it starts to feel like spring. The intensity really ramps up here with with high school hockey. So episode 47, um, we want to thank. Speaking of the holidays, uh, the fine folks over at the Ring Sports Bar and Grill in Eveleth. Uh, we've talked about this for a few weeks. Let's get back to it here right now. The gift card special, like Reed said last week, kind of a no-brainer. Go over to the Ring Sports Bar and Grill now through Christmas Eve. So you just got a few days. Uh, buy a $50 gift card, receive $10 free. Buy a $100 gift card, receive $25 free. $200 gift card gets you $50 free. Um, so like Reed said, no-brainer. Um, Get your game face on, head over to the Ring Sports Bar and Grill, all kinds of cool hockey-themed stuff um, in, in that restaurant and bar. It's a cool place, and uh, enjoy enjoy some fine food. It's like Friday fish fry, breakfast, lunch, dinner. They got it all um, over there. Talk to Michelle. She'll take good care of you. They got a pretty cool setup in there. They've got, yeah. If you haven't been there before, they've got all the jerseys set up from uh, most of the teams in the Iron Range. Pretty awesome. I We did a couple yeah. of shows there this past summer, and we, we were able to find your alma mater with the – Chisholm and hitting yeah. jerseys and I was able to find my old uh place I coached with uh the Virginia Blue Devils and I obviously I found my Grand Rapids one that was back in there too so it's kind of fun you get to see the locker stalls with the jerseys up above and pretty cool yeah it's cool they got Aurora Hoyt Lakes they've got uh, the Gilbert Buccaneers yeah know, from back in the day so they've got all kinds of cool stuff so like I said hockey themed really cool place go check out the Ring Sports Bar and Grill when you're in the Quad Cities all right lots of hockey uh was happening uh, last week, of course, the weather, we'll talk about this, uh, you know, kind of got in the way of, of some people, places, things. As a matter of fact, I was supposed to be over here for a Bantam game in Grand Rapids last Thursday, hitting Grand Rapids that got canceled due to weather. But Grand Rapids High School, you die in a classic, big game Thursday night, Valley Sports, you're the marquee event, 8.30 prime time, and what happens? Uh, well, we didn't get to be on Valley Sports that night. Uh, lo and behold, they, uh, of course, the day before, they had canceled school. Uh, it was, you know, we'd heard that actually while we were filming the show last week, while we were here in the studio, the, the studio here for our, uh, our show tea with Miss McGill, they were, uh, we were getting notifications that, um, schools to, to our late start school out, blah, blah, blah. And I knew the practice was going to be canceled and on a, or 
yeah, the practice was going to be canceled. And then taking a look at the next day, they were talking about, well, the, no school the next day as well for Thursday. So we're here in no school, but we're, we're still here. And well, there's a possibility that we can go just depends on if the charter bus company was going to be able to take us. And they were kind of him and 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 they're starting to talk about, well, there's certain rules that follow along when you're a charter company taking us and they say, well, it's kind of up in the air. We have to wait and make the call in the morning. So we, we extended our departure time. So, okay, well, well, we'll leave later. Hopefully they can get the roads plowed off and maybe they'll be more comfortable after that. So we're leaving a little bit later. Uh, and then we get the call that they're not going to take us. So we're having conversations with our school district and finding out where's in a way, can we, a school bus can take us, can can parents drive, blah, 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 and get signatures from everybody. And and uh, the school district was kind of like, nah, you know what? If the school bus or the charter bus company says no and and uh, they don't feel comfortable, then we don't feel comfortable with parents driving or sending a school bus. So uh, we pulled the pin on that game and we didn't get a chance to play Edina in the Edina Classic. And we missed out on Valley Sports. But you know, at the end of the day, the most important piece of whatever we do when it comes to educational sports is the safety of our kids. And sure. we're not going to put our kids on the road um, in harm's way if if it looks like there's going to be some issues or problems with safety. So the kids come first and, and they close the door on that. Unfortunately, we didn't get to play and we didn't get to play on Valley Sports. St. Louis Park took our spot on Valley, Valley Sports. They were able to round up another team to play in it. Uh, we did, however, get to go to the next day. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, was, I was talking to a guy from Edina. And he, matter of fact, this guy said that, remember last week I questioned, was the Edina Classic at Met Center? He believes it was okay. at one time. So, but, uh, but yeah, St. Louis Park filling in with the orange. He said, it looked like the Halloween machine. He said, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it, it appeared that way when you had the jerseys on It looked like, oh, well, at least somebody wearing black and orange was playing in it. However, I was, they were ripe. It looked though that St. Louis Park was able to kind of stay in the game for a little while. They actually scored the first goal of the game. And, uh, and then the rest of the game was four hundred four answered unanswered goals by Edina to beat them four to one, which, Actually, not a bad performance by St. Louis Park to, to keep it that close. And as the weekend went on, Edina got better and better and better. And, and they Edina won all three games. Um, it seemed to me that uh, Eden Prairie wa- went two and one. And we were only there for two games and went 0 and two. So, so Eden Prairie or Elk River first game? Uh, we Saturday. played Eden Prairie on Saturday. And, and that actually was a, a pretty good performance. It was a stellar performance. Um, again, for goaltender Miles Gunderson, he was unbelievable in the net on Saturday, um, stopping right around 40 shots. Um, I think it was 46 shots. I think he stopped in that game. We ended up losing the game two to nothing. Uh, you know, nobody likes moral victories. It's not something that we say at the end of the day, moral victory is, is, is still a loss in the LW column. (laughs) <laughs> so we ended up with a loss that day, uh, but we were we were encouraged that we were playing well enough. But the problematic area of our game was we couldn't find a way to put the puck in the net. Um, you know, pretty awesome when we got a goaltender that can keep us in those games, and our defensive core was good enough. We struggled putting the puck in the net that night, and uh, you know, we were able to play with a top ten team. Uh, and and the performance was good, just the result was not good. Okay, then how about Elk River? Elk River, Elk River was back on the map. 
No, uh, they're okay. I wouldn't say that they're on the map as far as who's going to win Section 8. I still think it's Moorhead, to, Moorhead section to lose uh, in Section 8, but they do fall into Section 8. They used to be a Section 7 opponent. Yeah. Um, you know, as much as, you, as much as as much as you'd like to go into this and talk about Elk River and say, you know what, we got to hand it to Elk River. They were a good team. They played hard. Um, but we went into game two of two games that weekend, and we didn't have the performance that we did the night before. Um, you don't want to say that we kind of beat ourselves, but at the end of the day, we were going into, I think we were going into the third period up one to nothing. We, we scored the first one. We were up two to nothing, and then they scored four unanswered goals or not four unanswered, I should say they scored two, tie the game up. Then they went up three to two. Then we tied it at three. Um, then they scored four, and then they scored an open netter. Okay. So it was kind of a little back and forth, but we really did not have a great third period. It was not good for us. Okay. So... Actually, actually, there's a couple of I might have those goals a little off. I think we we're up one to nothing. They scored to tie it. Then they went up two to one. So then we ended up tying it two to two. Then we went up three to two. Then it was them tying it at three and them getting four. And then they scored their open netter at the end of the game. So it was a little bit of back and forth, but really all of the excitement came in the third period when all the goals were scored. We had went into the third up one to nothing. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. So. It is what it is. We we didn't have the greatest performance. It left kind of a sour taste in our mouth about about leaving there that weekend. Not only did we go zero and two that weekend, um, the the first game on Saturday or Friday, thinking that we played okay, we can come in the next day. We did not play good, and it was kind of a little bit of a sour taste about how we played. Uh, it just wrapped up the weekend. It leaves a sour taste when you play that way. But he died out rebounding uh, hard after that one and three start. Sounds like. Yeah, you know what? They they always tend to uh in that tournament because it's theirs, they it just seems that they just kind of you know bring everything together and then they they either bring everything together on that weekend and go on a run or they bring every everything together on that weekend and after the weekend fall off. But we'll see what they do this season. Um they didn't do much before the weekend. But they did bring it together like they normally do on the Edina Classic. So okay. we'll see how the rest of their season goes. Sure, Giles got them going. All right. Yeah. Anything else on the Edina Classic? It just uh, just the fact that we didn't get to play on Valley Sports, yeah. I think, was a bummer for the kids. You know, it's it's not about uh, us as a coaching staff, Coach Chido, myself, and Dale. It isn't about us. It's about the kids getting a chance to spotlight themselves on a, a you know yeah. a yeah. nationwide or midwestern. Uh, channel when it comes to being out there for people to watch you on television. So I was, I felt bad for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was definitely a bummer. And I didn't find out till I think I texted you late in the afternoon. said, how to go? Did you guys make it down there? And you said, no, we had to cancel. Yeah. Like, what? So then I, I kind of got some word out there. I didn't want to bother you because I'm sure you had enough going on. So I was kind of piecing stuff together from people and said, yeah, it sounds like it was the bus company. So yep. yeah, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, cause those opportunities only come up every once in a while. So if you're, 
from Grand Rapids, what you have to do is you have to make state tournament now to get back on camera. Yeah, you know what? Simple as that. Well, there is one other opportunity for Grand Rapids. Uh, there's a game where we play later in the season where we get to be on more of, I guess, of a, you know, we've got a couple more games here that we play on the My Nine. Okay. Um, and then we've got a couple more or another game besides mine. I think we have three games left on My Nine this season. One of them is tomorrow night. That'll be tomorrow night's game against Enfield will be on My Nine. Um, but then there's one later on where we go down to Maple Grove and we play in Maple Grove and that's going to be on care 11. Oh, wow. So okay. that'll be, I guess, another t television game where we've got what, four more games. It'll be on a good television. And then if we get a chance to make it to uh, make the state tournament run, of course you'd be on the uh, 45 TV, but uh, it doesn't really match up with the idea of playing on the, the big stage of, yeah. of <laughs> Anthony LaPanta being able to, and, it, and of course our, our buddy uh, from Edina that likes to call the state tournament games is going to be on there too. Oh, 612 Lou. Yep. 612 <laughs> Lou was going to be on there calling it and, and coloring it up. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Well, uh, smash the like button for us. We'd appreciate that. Very cold. Would you agree? Very cold. Very cold. It, yeah. Well, aside from a, a lot of the, a lot of snow and shoveling that's been taking place here for a period of time. And now the last couple of days, really the cold snap coming. I got out of bed this morning, uh, bring my parents down to the airport here. And it was about 18 below when I walked out my door this morning, that is cold. Oh, yeah. It's Your cold. nostrils stick together when you walk out the front door. <laughs> that's right. So it is cold. And we kind of said last week it's be cold. So if you ever had any trouble with that furnace, Anything worked on Aspire Heating and Control of Grand Rapids, the, the your official Bryant dealer. Bryant is the official heating and cooling company of your Minnesota Wild. They specialize in residential and commercial installations, heating and cooling systems, forced air systems, boilers, heat pumps, mini splits. They're licensed and bonded. Give Justin a call, 999-5957. So he's your go-to. Like right now, like I said, it's cold right now. The furnace has to run. If you're having any troubles at all, even think you're having troubles, give Justin a call, 999-5957, Aspire Heating and Control. All right, a couple other games. Um, of note this week, uh, Rockridge, I made an error. I was told last week that Rockridge was headed on the road down to the St. Cloud area for St. Cloud Cathedral and Little Falls. That was an error. They had actually came up and they actually played in the in the Hippodrome. But 2-1-1 um, in their last three for Rockridge, they downed Little Falls, uh, or excuse me, they tied Little Falls 2-2. Two -two. They beat upon Cathedral 6-3, to three, which was a big win. And then uh, last night, uh, down at Westman Arena, they took on the Spears Spartans and beat them 3-1. to one. So a pretty successful weekend for Rock Ridge, or last last three games. Yeah, well needed for, for that organization right now. You know, we we said it last week, just stick around for a little bit. You're going to see some things turn around. You know, it's still uh, some growing pains with... Uh, after a year of an organization getting combined and and Ben Johnson and, and company are going to get things going there. Just be patient. And it sounds to me like things are starting to come together, together over at Rock Ridge. That's a big win. I, I'd, we, we've played when I was a, a part of that staff there and coaching that program, we'd played St. Cloud Cathedral a couple of times and had never beat them before. So that's, that's kind of a big feather in the cap. That's a team. If you don't remember correctly, that's a team that has won a state championship right. here in the last five yeah, years. Just against Greenway. Yeah. Back in 19. Yeah. That they'd won a state championship. So uh, that's a feather in your cap when you can walk out here and say, okay, that's just, there's just a few years ago that this happened. Right. Um, you know what? And it's always fun to beat Superior Spartans. That's a team that's uh, a top, top notch team in Wisconsin. And they're, of course, within our uh, Lake Superior Conference right now. Of course, Rock Ridge isn't in Lake Superior Conference yet. I would assume they're probably going to try to join next year. Hibbing has already joined. Yep. Um, so they're in the area. And, and you know what? Uh, 
there's been a couple of times where there's been good games with Little Falls. There's been probably more losses than wins with Little Falls in the history of playing that team. Uh, Virginia has always played them. I don't know that they've always played Eveleth, uh, but now that it's Rock Ridge together, now they take on that. That and Little Falls always comes up here, so it's kind of nice. It's a team that loves to come up to the range and play, and um, they're continuing that tradition even even with a new coach. Um, and even with uh, the co-op, the two yeah. programs together. So that's, it's a tie, but it's, uh, nobody really, you can't complain about a tie, but you can't get all excited about it. You right. know, it's like, eh, okay, oh, hum, we got a tie. We didn't lose. That's what you say. Yeah, right. But that's a good hockey program and they've got some good players. Yeah. Yeah. The last 10 years, uh, Little Paul's definitely put themselves on the well, map. Joey Hanowski is currently the coach for that. It's oh. ben, ben Hanowski's younger brother. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, we know Ben Hanowski from being some of the record holder in the state through scoring goals for Little Falls way back in the early 2000, you know, 6, 2007, <laughs> 2008 time frames when he was ripping up the state and scoring. And then, of course, of course going on to playing college hockey at St. Cloud State and, and taking them down the Frozen Four and then moving on and playing professional hockey. So his little brother, Joey, took over for a long time head coach, Tony Kutcher, who had been there for 20 plus years. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, congratulations to Rock Ridge on a successful weekend. Good for you guys. All right. Last night, big seven double A matchup East and over. Why do you dig into that one? Well, I tell you, it's, it's, uh, it opens up the section a little bit. I know there's been some interesting games here with some of the top notch, um, rated double a teams in the state right now we've been there's a lot of teams that have been keeping their eye on andover uh andover has played some of the top teams really close has beat some of the top teams really close uh has tied some of the top teams that are in there uh and they made the trek uh was a double header at the heritage arena last night the five o'clock game was the defending state champs Andover versus the Duluth East Greyhounds at five o'clock. And then right after that game was a rematch of the section seven, a championship between Hermantown and Duluth Denfeld back to back some, some pretty good hockey games. And you know, the expectation I think for Andover is, is, Hey, let's take over section seven right now. Let's go in there and, and continue to show people we're the top team in the, in the section seven double a and, and go knock down Duluth East. And uh, they went into uh, a pretty hostile environment. From what I hear, it sounded like that Duluth East was playing with a chip on their shoulder. They're playing with an attitude. And this is probably, um, to date, the biggest win that uh, Coach Steve Patosha sure. has had at the helm of that position. Uh, the biggest win that that program has had in a long time, from what I've seen. Uh, you know, I like to follow the the Dave Spihar Twitter page that's out there, and he's it's a parody page. Everybody thinks it's actually him, and it's not. Um, he's out there tweeting about it, and, and Carl East is another guy who is involved with uh, Youth Hockey Hub and and does his blog on on the Minhawk page and all that stuff. And he's talking about how big of a win this is for Duluth East. It's part starting to put them back on the map, uh, and that just in Grand Rapids just has us going, huh? Well, that's going to make our game a really big game when we get an opportunity to play Andover at the end of the year. But it's going to make another big game when we play game number two against Duluth East at Duluth East on January. I believe it's January 6th. We play them right after the break. Um, That's going to make that a big game, and it leaves Section 7 wide open now. Yeah, so 5-1 win by the Greyhounds. Yeah, 5-1 W in in, a... 
pretty cool because I watched some of the highlights from that game and it was it's good to see that you know some of those kids have been grinding it out for the last year and haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of success for Duluth East are now starting to see some success right now and and uh, they're excited. I mean, yeah. this is, again, it's just give them rejuvenated for those Greyhound fans that are out there. Well, we talked about it. I think it was the first year. So we'll be moving on to year three of our show here in January. We'll start year three. Uh, but I think it was two years ago you were talking when Randolph was still there. They were playing the trap, remember? I mean, yeah. that's how, I mean, the tell level had been drained at Duluth East. So they were actually trapping. I mean, Duluth East was the team 10 years ago. They just came at you and came at you. But um, so a big turn of events here for, for the program. Yeah, good for them. It's good for them to see. And it's it's good for the section. You know, I think at the beginning of the year, if we sat down with all the coaches and everybody would precede the season, if they did that, they would say, okay, Andover is probably going to be the number one. And oh, either Rapids or Duluth East is going to be number two. Uh, and you can go right down the line. There's some interesting teams that are in the section there, like Coon Rapids could could make a run for things. Uh, you know, Cloquet is not half bad. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a minute. We were in Cloquet last night. Um, and, and Forest Lake always kind of tends to be a, a pest in there too within the top five. So it should be interesting. But now that one, two, and three, who everybody assumed was going to be the number one in Andover, just got just became wide open. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you touch on Cloquet while we're at it? Yeah, Cloquet last night, the uh, the Thunderhawks, we made the trip up to uh, the Northwoods Credit Union Arena there in Cloquet and uh, and came in and as uh, I got the pleasure of coaching two games, I was involved in the JV game as well. And, and then I get up on the bench for the varsity game. And, um, and I, I remember talking to the guys before we got there that, you know, the JV team came into that game. The only game we had lost as a JV squad had been uh, one of our games down at um, the United Classic. We had lost a, a game down there and, and I think had left there seven and one. Okay. on the season and I kind of was telling our other JV coach Coop saying hey let's prepare these guys because they we're going to be going into a program right now that's got a, a heck of a JV team they're deep and I watched some of their JV game when I was down there calling a, a previous game on my nine and the JV game was uh they were good they were beating the crud out of somebody there it was Duluth East their opponent on Duluth, Duluth East's JV team and thinking hey this is going to be a good team and lo and behold uh, they put the sting on our JV team last night yeah. and we lost. And it was uh, now the JV's got a seven and two record. <laughs> so it's, it's impressive. yeah, well, it, it's the way it is. Well, in getting on to the highlight game, you know, I remember telling Coach Chido and, and talking to Coach Dale Anderson as well that, hey, you know, they don't have any superstars back there. They do have one really good defenseman that uh, Carson Young that ended up making national camp for the select 16s. Really? Okay. Um, but besides that, they just got a bunch of lunch bucket players that just come at you in waves. They're little, they're gritty, they like to hit, and they play, and Shea Walters plays that way. He likes he likes them to to cause havoc and cause problems and and get after teams and uh, you know, you, you know how hard they work when you when you watch, the, you know, when you look at their special teams, especially their penalty kill. Uh, I'd have to double check, but I think they had only played four or five games up to that point. And before that, I, I think they were still 100% on the penalty kill. Oh, yeah. You uh, and last night, if they were before our game started, they continued because we didn't score a power play goal on them. And I think we had two or three power plays. Wow. So you can tell they work hard. And uh, and they were they were decent last night. We ended up uh, able to we became able to put a few pucks in the net, which is something we haven't done a lot of this year. And it was nice to see our guys. We had of course two of our defensemen scored, which is nice. Laura Murphy runs rushes the puck up, and 
uh, gets a shot in and, and another play from um, Will Stoffer, he gets a shot in, but it was nice to see a couple forwards pop the puck in last night as well, too. Uh, Kyler Miller buries a rebound that came from the point, and and then uh, Blaine Mortensen with a pretty darn, pretty darn awesome individual effort where he made a nice play around a guy, shot the puck, and it rolls up and then rolls down the back of the goalie and into the net. So pretty good for our guys to score four goals in a game. Uh, we haven't see, we, we haven't done a lot of of that yet, and I, that should give guys a little bit of confidence moving into uh, into an important game tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Any more on that one? Nope. All right. Iron Ranger Pearl. What are we? Twenty first, twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth. Four days away. If I can do my math, I'm doing Chisholm math here till Christmas. The Gift Buyers Paradise, Iron Ranger Pearl, Thunderbird Mall in Virginia. Uh, the ODR line, outdoor rink, um, uh, jerseys, hats. Caps, sweatshirts, hoodies. That's where you get your ODR apparel. And there's a, you know, the store is huge. There's all kinds of other, uh, we talked about the Minnesota themed, everything from koozies, sweatshirts. Uh, they got the lumberjack wear um, for, especially like little kids that wear the lumberjack, lumberjack hat and a little stuff, uh, fleeces and stuff. So they've got all kinds of Minnesota themed, like coffee cups, everything you ever need. So um, if you still haven't, like me, if you still haven't started your Christmas shopping, Iron Ranger Apparel <laughs> is the place to go. Um, like I said, you can find something for a three-year-old, for a 33-year-old, and everybody in between, male, female, boy, girl, it doesn't matter. Iron Ranger Apparel, they got, they got you covered. So check them out in the Thunderbird Mall. All right, preview time. So like I said, heading into Christmas here, but next week is pretty wide open. Um, you know, there's all kinds of, of, of hockey going on. Uh, let's start with you hosting the Denfield Hunters tomorrow night here at the IRA Civic Center. Yeah, it's Denfield Hunters tomorrow night coming into Grand Rapids. Uh, you know, a couple of key highlights on that one. That that game is is uh, Jersey night at at the IRA Civic Center. So if you're a student in the, the ISD three eighteen, then uh, a young person that wants to get in the game for free, you wear your hockey jersey, you get in the game for free. It's also uh, uh, skate with the Thunderhawks after the game. Um, oh, for the little yeah, kids, yeah, I like nice. Yeah, you yeah. have a chance to do that, and they go out and uh, get a chance to sign autographs out yeah. on the ice with the with the big Thunderhawks boys that are out there. So that's the key uh, events that are going on at the game. But the Denfield Hunters have have been kind of up and down this year. We've seen a little bit of it, and and just to go back to what we were previously talking about, they played last night as well too. They played against in a in a game that was considered the rematch of the Section Seven A Championship. And it looked really similar to the Section 7A <laughs> championship, apparently. I saw the highlights from it last night, and it was 8-1. to one. Uh, The Hermitown Hawks knocked them down. So they're going to come here maybe a little beaten beaten down, a little whipped, and yep. uh, they're trying to find their way. And the last time I saw the Denfeld Hunters uh, get thumped like that in a game was when I was calling a game in Cloquet. Yeah. Uh, I called a game of Cloquet when they were there, and uh, – they got beat up in Cloquet, and then the next night that they played, they kicked somebody's butt. Oh, Rock Ridge. Yeah, yeah they, they got a big win. So uh, they're going to be ready coming into the IRA Circuit Center tomorrow night. They're going to come in. They just got their butt whooped uh, last night, and now they're going to come into our building thinking, no, oh, we got to do something. we got to be ready, and so the Thunderhawks better be ready to go. This is uh, kind of the, the, the shot into – the holiday season for, for Grand Rapids. And I would assume it is for Denfeld. I would assume that they're not going to play another one on Friday. Most teams, if they play tomorrow, it's probably the game that they're going to settle with before they go into maybe a short practice on Friday and then Christmas Eve, Christmas day, and back at it again on the 26th, 27th. 
So they're going to come in that game tomorrow night at the IRA Civic Center is going to be uh, going to be televised on my nine. So Bob Cohn will, will have that on there. Of course, I'll be on the bench, so you won't see me up there in the, the color. <laughs> no color. Analyst, no color. Analyst, but uh, they're going to have that. If you can tune in, they've got the Northern News Now app. You can pull that up on, on your on your TV or on your Roku or whatever you yeah. use, and you can watch that and stream it live, or you can uh, tune into My9 if you got Paul Bunyan or whatever else you got uh Charter communication or whatever we got yeah. for your television that should be able to get in there. But that's going to be a good game uh, tomorrow night. They've got a top line with with Andy Larson and, and Hunter Kate. Goals or Hunter Goals. No, right? yeah, Hunter Goal or I think it was points or points. Okay. Um, speaking of which, we'll talk about someone else that hit another mile mark yeah. the other night. But um, yeah, hundred points and and then they got Caden Posto as well. So that's that's going to be a, a good game. It's going to be a nice test uh, because they're going to come in with a, a little edge. They're going to be a little. Uh, sure. ticked off that they got their butt kicked last <laughs> night and they're going to come in and ready to go. So speaking of mile marks, it, uh, we talked a couple of weeks ago about Mercury Bischoff scoring her 100th, 101, yeah, 102nd goal. Last night, uh, they played a game over at the Snake Pit Ooh. against the Duluth. Gosh. I think they call themselves the Northern Stars. Okay. Uh, but they played a home game and they always do one or two home games over there at the snake pit at the Hodgman's Hodgkins Barardo in, yeah. in Coleraine and Mercury Bischoff scored her 200th point. So kind of nice. I mean, she's been there for three, this is two and a half, three seasons into her career. She's got a couple more after this. Imagine how many points she's going to be have by the time she's done. Well, senior I, year. I watched her Friday. So she is a sophomore. I remember, um, Shoots as hard as any guy can. Yeah. I mean, when she misses the net, it thuds the boards hard. But yeah. um, she, she had seven shots in the first period, had the hat trick. This was against Hibbing. Um, they ended up putting 50 shots on Hibbing, so great uh, goaltending effort uh, there in Hibbing. But, uh, yeah, she is uh, she's a joy to watch. So if uh, you can get around to watch Mercury, if you get a chance, go – um, cause she's, uh, she's dynamic. She's dynamic. And she, we, like we said, in one <laughs> of our previous episodes, she's special. Yeah. That is, if you want to see a future Olympian, I'm calling it right now. The date right now is 1222. What year is it? 2022. 2022. Still, 2022, <laughs> 2022. And I called it right now. That girl will be playing for Team USA if it yeah. wins. Yeah, she's fantastic. So, all right. What I've got to, uh, my eye on. So, you were talking about the holiday. We go through the weekend. Next week, next Wednesday, a week from today, uh, Rock Ridge will get on the road over to the Memorial Building in Hibbing. Now, this will be a rematch of the quarterfinal game where they were higher rated last year. They hosted at the Mech, you know, the new arena. Hibbing comes over and uh, beat them, you know, at, at the Mech, the brand new building. Um, first playoff game there ever, obviously. So a big rematch um, next week. Um, and that's also the same day Rapids will be hosting Minnetonka. Yeah, Minnetonka, one of the top two teams in the state as well, too. But back to talking about Rock Ridge and Hibbing, this is this is going to be an interesting matchup. Rock Ridge is kind of, if you're looking at Section 7A right now, Rock Ridge is kind of hovering at this point in the season right around the four seed, yeah. depending on who you talk to. Uh, and Hibbing is hovering right at the two seed. Yeah. They've got Hermantown ahead of them. Uh, they beat some teams. Uh, Denfeld has lost to some teams. Denfeld, if if Hibbing wasn't doing as well, it's probably yeah. Denfeld sitting at the three. And it's kind of interesting to see Hibbing doing some of these things. It's uh, really 
at the end of the day, you, you gotta you gotta shake Coach Eric Rewart's hand and say you've you've done some good things here over the course of the last couple of years and continue to to do some of these things. But there's there's a couple of nice players for Hibbing Chisholm. And, uh, and a really nice goaltender. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so if you're looking for some hockey, Greenway, they will host Cambridge and Delano Wednesday, Thursday next week. Hibbing's got three next week. Wednesday, Rock Ridge, Cambridge, Thursday, and then Friday, they've got Delano. Um, and then Rock Ridge will, Cambridge will stick around. So another team that likes to come up north. So Cambridge is going to play all three, Greenway, Hibbing, Rock Ridge. So Cambridge in Rock Ridge on Friday the 30th. All right, so, so a lot of hockey going on. You got 30 seconds to do uh, Minnetonka, but we got to move on. Yeah, just come on out. It's an afternoon. It's a matinee game, matinee game there at the IRA Civic Center, and it's it's going to be fun to to see how we match up against probably, if you want to call it number one, number two, or number three in the state. It'll be fun to watch us play against those guys and see how we can fare. Uh, you know, we play a, a pretty good defensive game and a really good uh, goaltending game, and if we can find it on the offensive side of things, we can make it interesting. All right, awesome. All right, some scores and more from the, the week that was. Bemidji tipped East Grand Forks last night, three to two. Warhol dropped through for Falls five one. Denfeld, aforementioned, over her or Denfeld loses to Hermantown eight to one. Greenway went down to Mound. They dropped the Whitehawks seven to three. A uh, nice bounce back game after the 7-0 loss to Hibbing. I talked to one of the assistant coaches for Mound. He said we couldn't get anything going against uh, the Raiders. So big win for them. I Falls beat up on Kitson 7-4. Rosso skated past Buffalo 4-2. Brannard over Little Falls 3-2. Marshall was trounced by Providence Academy 7-1. Now here's the one I wanted to get to. Ely at St. Paul jo Johnson. They walked away with the 4-2. And I never thought I'd see Ely travel to St. Paul uh, and win a game, but congratulations to Ely in doing so. And of course, the Walleye Scott Edina update, they swept the Edina Classic um, and uh, Moorhead on tap for them uh, coming up this holiday week. All right, that's it for episode 47. So please comment. We talked about a lot of games. If you have any comments on any of the games, please throw a comment in there. We appreciate that. You said hammer the subscribe button, hammer the like button. Uh, find us, T with Miss McGill on Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you're looking for us on YouTube or Facebook, or Rumble, go to Goat Sports Media LLC, or just please share. Sharing is caring. We'd appreciate that. Uh, again, four days away is Christmas. Gift idea right there, too, with Miss McGill. T-shirts, just uh, send us a message, email, goatsportsmedia at gmail. you sure you got any left? I mean, they're flying off the They're shelf. flying off the shelf. So GoatsportsmediaLLC at gmail.com. Like I said, we can cash app, Venmo, whatever, PayPal, arrange pickup or shipping, whatever we got to do. Um, so, yeah, we... I think we only have like one or two double X's left, but anyway, we've got to, we've got limited supply. We'll get more, but um, if you're looking for a gift idea, especially if you got a big hockey fan, um, let us know it. We'll get them a t-shirt. Uh, they're just 20 bucks, 22 bucks for double X. Um, our partners want to always thank them. The Reach Sports Bar and Grill, Iron Range Apparel and ODR Apparel, Aspire Heating and Control, Iron Range Goalie Academy. Anything else? Episode 47. No, I'm just looking forward to the holidays here. Good game tomorrow night. And then, of course, get, let's get into the holidays. I've I've got my holiday beard going. That. Um, I'm going to keep it going. I mean, we'll see. We'll see where it's, it's at good. next year at this time. Ooh, maybe, yeah. maybe I'll look like Santa Claus. If I continue to keep, if I keep coaching, maybe this will turn grayer. <laughs> yeah, so we're definitely getting festive here. So like I said, at the, at the top of the show, you know, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah. I appreciate all of you. We, like I said, we couldn't do this all. We appreciate all of you that tune into us every week. For Reed Larson, I am Puka. Get out there and be your dream. You're tuned to the Tea with Miss McGill show. A production of Goat Sports Media, LLC.